0: Welcome to this BGSM podcast. My name is Liam West. I'm a junior doctor in the Oxford Deanery and I'm a member of the BGSM editorial team. I'm extremely proud to be joined on this podcast by Professor Martin Schwellness, who's influential as both a sports medicine physician and a researcher. He's heavily involved with the International Olympic Committee acts as a director to one of only nine IOC accredited international research centres worldwide and has recently been employed by the University of Pretoria in South Africa. So welcome to this podcast, Professor Schwalness. Thank you very much, great to be here. Um, Normally we concentrate on the impact of sports injuries on athletes. Um, Maybe we can try and change the focus a little uh, and talk about uh, an overview of the impact of illness on athletes. So, Let's pretend I'm a physiotherapist looking after a sports team. We've got no sports doctor. What are the common illnesses I should be looking out for and maybe some tips on how I can manage them?
1: Um, thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, this is a really good um, approach to looking after the athlete as a, as a whole. And uh, is part of the IOC's mission to also look after the health of the athlete. That implies, obviously, that athletes do become ill. And this has only really been studied... Uh, well over the last few years, in fact, Um, with data accumulating um, and showing that illness can be uh, up to 50% of all consultations to the medical staff, for instance, in a touring team. So if you're a physiotherapist and primarily employed to look after the injury side of your team, uh, it's very likely that on a tour that you'll be confronted with an athlete not feeling well. Um, suffering from an illness. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, the data that has accumulated across many, many different sports and many different tournaments show a very, very consistent pattern of the types of illnesses that you may expect as a physiotherapist. The most common system affected by these illnesses is, not surprisingly perhaps, but uh, the respiratory system, mostly the upper respiratory system. But also, obviously, some of these, uh, particularly the infective conditions, can also affect the low respiratory tract and also be a systemic illness. The second most common system involved is the gastrointestinal tract, which, uh, as we all know, is uh, mostly affected by so-called gastroenteritis, uh, manifesting as nausea, vomiting and diarrhea as the main symptoms. And sometimes in a traveling situation, this is known as uh, traveler's uh, diarrhea or um, gastrointestinal disturbances related to to, uh, infectious conditions in particular regions of the world. The third main system that's involved um, is the skin. And uh, this could obviously be uh, as a result of injury. But we're more talking about uh, skin conditions which are often infective um, and allergic as the two most, uh, to, uh, to most common causes of, of skin conditions. In a particular group of athletes, there may be other illnesses that are more prevalent. For example, in our studies at the London uh, Paralympic Games and in the Sochi Games, we know that certain groups of athletes um, with disabilities have got a higher incidence of, for instance, urinary tract infections. And uh, an entire program to reduce the risk of these and treat them appropriately is a very important medical consideration for those athletes. Just to, to delve into a few of those, if uh, there was on a
0: tour and one of the uh, athletes did get traveller's diarrhoea, how would you advise that you should manage that?
1: Uh, that's a very important question. Um, but. Maybe let's start firstly with uh, understanding that you need to make a good diagnosis uh, of the condition. And uh, we also need to understand that your job perhaps as a health professional starts beforehand with um, uh, instituting some preventative measures and anticipating that this may be a problem. And the first step in that is to know your destination knowing the risks of developing traveller's diarrhoea and in some cases the types of organisms that are particularly prevalent in that uh, region of the world um, and understanding that that can cause uh, the, uh, this condition. And a useful resource is to uh, go to the WHO, World Health Organization's travellers website or your local country um, will have travelling clinics that will advise you on the risks of certain regions of the world with respect to gastrointestinal illness. The second uh, preventative measure is to spend time with your athletes in educating them about general uh, aspects of personal hygiene, um, which would involve regular washing of hands, perhaps supply them with antibacterial, antiseptic hand gels on a regular basis. And then from a traveler's diarrhea point of view, most importantly, it's what you ingest. And again, there are some really good guidelines on how to advise uh, travelers on uh, food, uh, fresh food, uh, cooked food, bottled water as opposed to tap water, etc. And exposure to, to um, food that could be contaminated and water is contaminated is probably one of the most important uh, risk factors. Once a, an athlete does present with the symptoms, these would most likely be nausea and vomiting um, uh, and with or without diarrhea. Um, so the diagnosis at that point would be whether this is a, um, a, a condition that is associated with what we would call red flags and the red flags would be if the uh, diarrhea is associated with bleeding um, and that would imply a whole different diagnosis which we would sort of broadly classify as dysenteries, and there are a whole lot of parasites and uh, really serious bacterial infections that uh, could give you dysentery, and if you are a physiotherapist um, perhaps that requires a fairly urgent medical consultation, because that athlete may require hospitalization and investigation and certainly treatment including intravenous fluids. However, if the condition is simply uh, that of an athlete with diarrhea, nausea and vomiting, Your main considerations in a team setting are firstly to make sure that this does not spread through the team. And as a result of that, um, again, planning comes into play. uh, But in the accommodation that is available, you should probably have a facility where you can isolate an athlete like that. Um, And then, of course, the main uh, treatment is supportive, uh, which would be to initially make sure that you attend to hydration. So the most important aspect of treatment would be then to encourage them to take some fluids if they can. Uh, uh, and the nature of the fluid is perhaps less important, but should probably include initially what we would call clear fluids uh, with some um, uh, uh, carbohydrates in it, some glucose or sugar in it, and some electrolytes in it. There are, again, guidelines to actually make up these fluids, but there are also commercial products available, rehydrate, etc., that you can take with you and should take with you in order to make sure that the type of fluid that you give um, has got those elements in it. Um, As far as medication is concerned, um, the uh, athlete that, uh, in my experience, would require some medication is uh, is an athlete who just has a, a few hours of perpetual vomiting, and uh, there are medications to, uh, to relieve that uh, for the athletes, the so-called anti-emetic drugs and um, it's a good idea to speak to your local doctor and your team or associate with the team in supplying you with some of these medications that you could possibly give. Um, The reason for that is, uh, we've just spoken about oral rehydration, but in order, you can't do oral rehydration if you're going to vomit all the time. And as a result of that, that's the one medication that you may want to use. Anti-diarrheal medication um, generally is reserved uh, for uh, an athlete where this is a real uh, problem spanning over a few hours and uh, again uh, there are over-the-counter medications that you can use and you can speak to your physician or sports physician again to advise you on on, on use of some of those medications. Another good option is to use um, what we would call probiotics. Uh, Probiotics are uh, normal gastrointestinal flora that you can commercially obtain and uh, we use it as a prophylactic um, agent in certain athletes who regularly develop gastrointestinal illness when they travel. And certainly once you have a, an athlete with a gastrointestinal illness, the use of probiotics is quite important in restoring the normal gastrointestinal flora um, uh, during and immediately after an illness. And it's a useful uh, adjunct to therapy and probably could be used uh, you know, by the majority of the athletes traveling to a high-risk area. And you need source those probiotics locally. Probiotic uh, products should probably be the ones that you are uh, that you use should probably be the ones in the region. Um, and, and, and again, an international network of colleagues is a, a very useful resource uh, to develop over time, so that you can uh, get some of your colleagues to assist you with, with, the, with the appropriate local probiotic agents.
0: What is your take on sexually transmitted infections and how you may deal with that within a team or a squad of athletes?
1: Very good point. Um, And uh, again, as the job of the health professional looking after the team, this would be a very, very important consideration and would probably span across general health education, not specifically to athletes. Um, And again, uh, the uh, the key to management here is actually the prevention of these conditions by an, uh, good and open communication uh, in a trust relationship with your athletes, discussing it openly and how to make sure that they prevent uh, sexually transmitted diseases by obviously the avoidance but then also the appropriate use of protective um, condoms, etc.
0: Is there anything else you think we haven't considered during an overview?
1: We were speaking about some illnesses in athletes, but in fact when you're traveling, you obviously travel with an entire team. Team management, team coaches, colleagues, etc. That, uh, that are company. sometimes even the reporters of your local you know, te- television station. And uh, at a time when they are in, an, in a foreign destination and develop an illness, it'll become your responsibility as well as the first point of call. So illnesses and medical conditions can also not occur only in your athletes, but are in your support staff, which is also something that uh, requires a preventative strategy and a management strategy that we can speak about sometime in the future.
0: That's okay, something to think about, and a very important consideration is who exactly you're there to work for and look after. Great. So thank you very much for your time, Professor Swellness. So you've been listening to a BGSM podcast with Professor Martin Swellness with an overview of the unwell athlete. Um, keep your eyes peeled and your ears peeled sorry, for further, more in-depth podcasts on how we can try and treat the unwell athlete. Professor Swellness will be helping to organise the next IOC Advanced Team Physician course, which will be happening in Cape Town in November 2016. You can read more details about this in the blurb for this podcast. Remember, you can follow BGSM on Google+, Facebook and Twitter with the handle at BGSM BMJ. So that leads me to say thank you very much for listening. Wash your hands and have a physically active day.